0: This is the Bible in Wenya Express, day 12. No fear. At one level, fear is healthy. Fear is an emotion induced by a perceived threat. It's a natural human emotion. It's God-given. It's a basic survival mechanism. It keeps us alive. It protects us from danger. However, there's also such a thing as unhealthy fear. The Greek word commonly used in the New Testament is phobos, from which we get the word phobia. This is unhealthy fear. It's disproportionate to the danger posed. It is false evidence appearing real. It's when I catastrophize, overestimating the danger and underestimating my ability to cope. Common phobias include fears in relation to health, finances, failure, growing old, death, loneliness, rejection, messing up, public speaking, flying, heights, snakes and spiders. They also include such things as what is now called FOMO, the fear of missing out, the fear of not being special. In my own life, I've experienced many fears from a fear of heights to panic attacks and other irrational fears, fears about preaching, and a fear of doing anything that might bring dishonor to the name of Jesus. Whereas the Spirit of God does not produce negative fear, there is a kind of healthy fear, the fear of God. This does not mean being frightened of God. In fact, it means the opposite. It's an understanding of who God is in relation to us. It means respect, reverence, awe, honor, adoration, and worship could even be translated as love for God. It recognizes the power, majesty and holiness of God Almighty. It leads to a healthy respect of God and is the antidote to all other fears and phobias we experience in life. Fear God and you need not fear anything else or anyone else. It is no coincidence that as the fear of God has decreased in our society, all the other fears have increased. We need to return to a right relationship with God. The expression "Do not be afraid" is one of the most frequent commands in the Bible. Four of the occurrences are in our passages for today. From Proverbs 1. Out in the open, wisdom calls aloud. She raises her voice in the public square. On top of the wall she cries out. At the city gate she makes her speech. How long will you who are simple Love your simple ways. How long will mockers delight in mockery and fools hate knowledge? Repent at my rebuke. Then I will pour out my thoughts to you. I will make known to you my teachings. For the waywardness of the simple will kill them and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But whoever listens to me will live in safety. And be at ease, without fear of harm. No fear of harm. This passage gives you the key to avoiding terror and panic and living without fear or dread of evil. The idea of the fear of the Lord is one of the key themes of Proverbs and appears 21 times throughout the book. It's a choice that you make. If you're wise, you'll choose to fear the Lord and listen to Him. He promises that you will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. Wisdom is personified in the book of Proverbs. As we read it through the lens of the New Testament, we know that it's Jesus who is the wisdom of God. This passage is a warning against ignoring the Lord's voice and following a path of waywardness and complacency. Instead, choose to fear God, listen to him, and repent when he corrects you. If you do, God will reveal to you more than you could ever ever imagine. I, wisdom, will pour out my spirit upon you. I will make my words known to you. He will reveal to you the hidden treasures of wisdom in his words. Choose this fear of God and you will be in good hands and can be free from the fear of harm. Lord, I choose to fear you, to live a life in reverence of awe of your power, majesty, and holiness. Help me to live life fearing you alone. New Testament from Matthew 10 Jesus called his twelve disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and illness. These twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, Proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal those who are ill. Raise the dead. Cleanse those who have leprosy. Drive out demons. Freely you have received. Freely give. I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. On my account you will be brought before governors and kings as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. But when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time you will be given what to say, for it will not be you speaking, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. Do not be afraid of them, for there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed, or hidden that will not be made known. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the roofs. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. No fear of people. Three times in this passage Jesus says, Do not be afraid. The context is Jesus sending out his disciples to preach the gospel and heal the sick. The moment Jesus calls his 12 disciples, he sends them out on mission. Theological training should be intensely practical. He sends them and us to follow his example, to proclaim the kingdom of heaven is near, to demonstrate, heal the sick. As Jesus sends us out, he warns us that we will face a lot of opposition. I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. We will need pure wisdom. Be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. We may be opposed by local councils, face hatred, be persecuted, and be called demonic. It is in this context that Jesus says three times, Do not be afraid. First, do not be afraid about what to say. Jesus says, do not be afraid of them. You do not need to be afraid of other people, however powerful they may be, for example, local councils, governors, and kings. Without knowing it, they've done you and me a favor, giving you a platform for preaching the kingdom news. And don't worry about what you'll say or how you'll say it. The right words will be there. The Spirit of your Father will supply the words. Second, do not be afraid of what others will do to you. Jesus says that rather than fearing those who can kill the body but cannot kill the soul, you should fear God who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Have a healthy respect for an all-powerful as well as all-loving God. Save your fear for God who holds your entire life, body and soul in his hands. Third, do not be afraid of what will happen to you. Jesus says that if you fear God, you need fear no one and nothing else. God is in ultimate control. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from the will of your Father. Not only is he in control, but he also loves you deeply. Even the very hairs on your head are all numbered. Fear not then. You are of more value than many sparrows. Jesus cares about what happens to you even more than you do. Lord, thank you that you value and love me so much. Help me to know your love to trust in you, and not to be afraid. Old Testament from Genesis 25 and 26 The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, Stay in this land for a while, and I will be with you and will bless you. For to you and your descendants I will give all these lands, and will confirm the oath I swore to your father Abraham. I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and will give them all these lands and through your offspring all nations on earth will be blessed. I am the God of your father Abraham. Do not be afraid for I am with you. Isaac built an altar there and called on the name of the Lord. There he pitched his tent and there his servants dug a well. No fear of death. Life is never easy. It was not easy for Isaac. Among other difficulties, he waited 20 years for the birth of a child. Then there was sibling rivalry when the twins were born. He lived amongst hostile Philistines, and one of his sons became a source of grief. Thorns in the side of Isaac and Rebecca. Isaac committed the very same sin as his father, trying to pass off his wife as his sister. However, it seems that Isaac did learn from some of his father's mistakes. When Rebekah was unable to have a baby, unlike Abraham's disastrous attempt to solve things himself through his relationship with Hagar, Isaac's response was to pray to God for a miracle. The Lord had appeared to Isaac and promised, I will be with you and I will bless you. Through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed. Nevertheless, Isaac was afraid. He feared that he might die. The men of this place might kill me on account of Rebekah because she's beautiful. I thought I might lose my life on account of her. God said to Isaac, Do not be afraid, for I am with you. Isaac feared people more than he feared God, and yet he is reminded that he need not fear others because God is with him. Remember the same truth when you are tempted to fear. God is with you. If God is with you, you need not be afraid of anyone or anything. In spite of Isaac's fear of others, God blessed him. God says, I will bless you and it will increase the number of your descendants. God's blessing meant growth, reaping many times over. This is what he wants for your life too. Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug in the time of his father Abraham, which the Philistines had stopped up. Perhaps the equivalent for us is to reopen churches that have been closed to be a source of living water. When Isaac met opposition and was stopped, he moved on until he found another well he could reopen. In this way, the Lord gave him room to flourish. None of this is easy, but remember what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. Lord, thank you for your promise to be with me. Thank you that you tell me over and over again that if I fear you, I need not be afraid of anything or anyone else. Pepper adds, There does seem to be a huge difference between how Isaac and Esau chose a wife. For Isaac, so many prayers and guiding signs went into finding this woman of faith, whereas Esau seemed to have chosen unwisely and it was a source of grief to Isaac and Rebecca. It is so important to choose the right husband or wife and to pray for ourselves, for our children, for the children yet to be born, for our friends, colleagues, that God would lead them to the right person and that they would make great marriages of faith.